Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello and welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode. And joining me today is Todd Miller. Todd is an author. He's, he's discovered something that I think is really important for us to understand as we live on purpose. It has something to do with, with wealth, and a different way of looking at that. I'm excited to have this conversation. Todd, welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you so much, Dr. Paul. And now, as we get into this conversation, I said, you've got, you've got a little different angle on wealth. And you're coming from some background where you got to work with some kind of high pressure, high visibility um, parts of our economy, shall we say. You were in the entertainment industry, is that correct? That is correct. I have a long history with that field. I worked for a major Hollywood studio for 18 years. And for for another eight years, I led as chief executive Asia's largest independent broadcaster on a regional level. And so, Uh yes, I know about pressure. I know about the corporate life. and I retired, though, about a year and a half, and I traded all that uh, fast-paced living for a different pace, and I now live in Phuket, Thailand, where I get to write books and do other things. Where you do the kinds of things that you kind of like to do anyway. Absolutely. I, you know what, Todd, that, that brings to my mind... Uh, a question that I get sometimes, Dr. Paul, what are you going to do when you retire? And, and my first thought is, um, what I do now? I've, I think when we live on purpose, when we really get honed in on what it is that brings the most value and uh, joy to our life, we want to engage in doing that. So I don't know. I might live. I might move to Phuket, Thailand, and write books and do my podcast and do a lot of the things that I'm doing now because I've I've discovered maybe a similar thing that it's not about chasing the money, and that's something that I think a lot of people get trapped into. Have you noticed that from from your observations? In Hollywood, I kind of tripped over it, you know, every two hours. So, yes, um, you know, right. that's, that's an endemic way of, of thinking. And, I, and in terms of, of, of this, this concept, I mean, as professionals, we often get stuck into what I like to call the default setting. And that is that we embark upon our careers and our twins because – up until that age, we've all been geared and oriented toward becoming successful in whatever that terms of that means. And then we slug it out for the next 40 years, hoping right. that we can somehow exit and then go and live the life that we wish that we could have been living all along. And it's kind of crazy as I describe it, but that default setting 
actually characterizes the life cycle of many professionals. And so part of living on purpose is to reject that default setting and to uh, take control. So walk us into this, Todd. You've discovered through your own life and through observation and, and paying attention to how this plays out, some possible solutions. Now, your book is called Enrich, but you're not talking necessarily about money. Cue that up for us. What? what Correct. So I'm talking about creating wealth in time, creating in time. wealth in money, mm-hmm. and creating wealth in me. And really, an enriched life encapsulates all those facets of, of wealth. And so let's talk about time wealth. You know, there are two currencies in life. There's money and time. Money gets all the attention, but actually time has the biggest impact on life satisfaction. And for many people, having sufficient time is the ultimate definition of success. Mm -hmm. And for many people, you know, that our lives are characterized by not having enough time, you know, and that's just a frequent, uh, you know, it's just a frequent characterization of, of modern life. And so the, the book Enrich is all about taking control because when you control your life, then you're more satisfied. And certainly when you control your time, you're more controlled in in life. And so there are many ways to create time wealth. And in the book, I outline six strategies. But the first strategy is to just pivot the mindset. And we often think about time in scarcity terms. In other words, how little time that we have in the day. But flip that. And rather than thinking about how little time we have, think about all the abundance of time going forward, that, you know, all the things that you can create and do if you use your time purposefully going forward. And so if you sleep seven hours each night, well, that leaves you 17 hours a day, 119 hours each week, and more than 6,000 hours each year to accomplish what's most important to you. And so if you think about time and use your time deliberately in that way, then that inspires, it empowers, and it provides a damn good reason to get out of bed in the morning. When I, I had a friend <laughs> asked me years ago, he said, Paul, if you, if you could choose to have more time or more money, which one would you pick? What did you say? Yeah, t- time, absolutely. If I have more time, I can make more money. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, some researchers at UCLA a few years back asked 4,000 people that very question, which would you choose, time or money? Two-thirds of the respondents chose money. Yes, this is in America. But the third that chose time were statistically happier and more satisfied with life. 
And that was after adjusting for variables such as gender, occupation, marital, and other variables. And so, you know, having sufficient time and thinking about time in a positive way mm-hmm. really does have a big impact on, on how we think about life. And I also argue in the book that, you know, and a question I love to ask people is, do you consider yourself committed to time or promiscuous to time? Hmm. And that's a provocative question. Yeah. And if you, if you look at the data um, and on a macro level, you know, there's a lot of research that says that generally speaking, Americans have more time that is generally recognized, but that they don't spend that time very wisely. Mm. And that's why, for example, that's why in studies of the, ha- of the happiest countries on the planet, that the United States ranks you know, around 17 to number 20, um, because the way that we're using our time does not lead to the most satisfaction. And Rand Corporation, when they were trying to do some research to understand why Americans don't exercise more, they came to the same conclusion that we actually have the time, but the way we choose to use it, looking at screens, for example, and social Mm -hmm. media, for example, that that leads to outcomes and situations that are suboptimal to our satisfaction. And so the whole point about creating time wealth is to commit to time and to be deliberate and purposeful with how you expend this precious commodity. It's, it's precious, but it's also constantly renewable. I, I was just yes. thinking as you, as you shared this idea, this concept with us, if, if we were to switch the way this works to money, for example, and if I were to say, okay, Todd, I'm going to give you a million dollars, but the catch is you got to spend it all today. And if you don't spend it, you lose it. But don't worry, I'll give you another million tomorrow. And you have to spend that full million tomorrow. That's exactly how time works. You got 24 hours. You have exactly. to spend it all today. Can't save it exactly. up tomorrow. That's the way it should work, you know, which is, I think, the way you describe it in your podcast is, is showing up every day and just mm-hmm. really, really taking advantage of that. And so that's why that in this enriched process, you know, in this way of thinking about how to create wealth and time, money and meaning, intentionality is just a very big part of this whole thinking. Because the idea is that you need to constantly be directing to where you want to go in life. Mm. Because if you aren't, you just might not get there. You drift. And the problem with drifting is sometimes you go nowhere. And sometimes you go to a place that you don't want to go. And so, so... It's all about being intentional and self-directed 
and understanding where you want to go and then using your time, your, your 24 hours in every day mm-hmm. to ensure that, that you're living up to, I guess, what you most want to accomplish and to realize. That intentionality that you just mentioned, as the, and we interpret that as live on purpose. Around exactly. It, the intentionality is what takes you out of default and allows you to steer it in, in a direction that serves you well or that serves the people that you serve well. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise exactly. you get default and default is down, which I think is a natural law. It's, you never hear of anybody falling up. So default is down and that's true. So true in the way that we use our time or the way that we allocate other resources, including money. Todd, this is, this is getting me fired up. Yeah. So look, this is, this is, you know, so what I said in the beginning that, that your work resonates with mine. I mean, mm-hmm. you now see in this discussion of intentionality, how these overlap. And so yeah. I guess I'll talk about intentionality on two levels. First is one of the frustrating things about living through a raging pandemic is that there's this sense of a universal loss of control, that events are happening just beyond our control. Mm -hmm. And especially in many parts of the world where the commute involves moving from the couch to the kitchen table, (laughs) it is... It is actually quite reasonable and natural to feel a loss of control. But my advice to people is that there's a practice which anyone can do anywhere in the world at any time, including right now. And that is to set a daily intention to to get up in the morning and ask yourself, what will make today a great day? Not an average day, not a just another Tuesday, but mm-hmm. what will make today an awesome day? A great day. And to consider that professional, personal, and financial. And then with intention, get on with it. And so if you practice this intentionality on a daily basis, then that will give a sense of control, even if you're commuting between the couch and the kitchen table. Right. But I think also in terms of intentionality, it's, it's, it's much bigger. And one of the tools that I very much advocate in Enrich is the notion of life planning, of looking on the horizon 10, 20, 30 years of of taking the long view and to identify your most important priorities over a longer period of of time. And I first stumbled upon this notion when I was in my early 20s. And my life was rocking. And I was a, 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 a rising star with a major Hollywood studio financially, socially, you know, on every vector, I was rocking. 
And I found myself in the Dubai airport, uh, you know, at 3 a.m. on one occasion. And as I was about to board a connecting flight um, back to my office in Hong Kong, I just felt directionless. Everything was going well. But I thought, okay, do I go back and just keep doing what I've always been doing? Or do I go back with intention? You know, and, and, and what do I actually want to accomplish with my time? There's that word again. Mm-hmm. What do I want to accomplish with my time, both at work and in life? Mm-hmm. And so I scribbled on a piece of paper the genesis of what became my very first life plan. And this whole process of life planning now has become part of my central operating system. But it's a remarkably valuable process because it helps keep focus on what's most important and to direct effort and activity to getting to where you want to go. Because a truism in life is the more you plan, the more you improve the probability of success of getting where you want to go. And that's why this this life planning exercise and process is such a valuable instrument. Todd, as we come back from this break, I think getting into some of the things that you've learned about how to apply that, I'm hearing this intentionality at different levels and in different time frames. I think that's going to be a powerful way for us to continue our conversation. Folks, this is Todd Miller at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. DrPaulJenkins.com. And we're back. Todd Miller at Live On Purpose Radio today. He's the author of Enrich, and this conversation is enriching. Because there are some really important nuggets here. And Todd, as we as we got into our conversation during the first half. You mentioned intentionality, and then you, you brought us to two different levels there. What, what am I doing with my 24 hours that I got for free that I have to spend today? Wrapping some intention around that. You can't save time. I don't know where you'd keep it. And, and you get a whole new allotment tomorrow. But being intentional about today, and then you brought us out to a, a bigger perspective about, I think you called it a life plan. A life plan, yes. And, and that is uh, kind of, 
I don't know, expanding this intentionality out to, okay, what am I doing with my precious life that I've been given? And there, there's purpose behind all of it. And I think as we become clear about our purpose, then all of our activities start to make more sense, but it's easy to just kind of waste it or, or not be intentional about it, at which point we're still spending it. But right. It, so it, not being intentional about it is the default setting. And that's the right. way that most people live. They get up in the morning and start responding to other people's needs and issues and priorities. And those could be other family members. Those could be a boss, a client, and basically yep. go, go through the day in response mode. And that's why people feel that they have no control over their time because they're always reacting to other people's priorities. And the way around that negative loop is to establish and understand what your core priorities are. Because if you think about life, I mean, life is the aggregation of thousands of discrete choices, many that we make on a daily basis, right. many that we make by reflex and not by thought. And mm -hmm. so the, the thing about intentionality is you want to be more informed so you can make better choices that are more consistent with where you want to go longer term. And I'll, I'll give an example um, about a situation that I confronted 17 years ago um, and how I dealt with that. And then I'll talk about a, a, a tool which will allow your audience members to apply this in their daily lives. Beautiful. So, you know, I had a high-flying career, and I had to fly to Los Angeles once to, com to company headquarters. Uh, and my boss said, congratulations. We want to give you a big promotion. But this big promotion involves moving to another legal jurisdiction. And that was problematic for me because I was just embarking upon an adoption process. And I realized that if I change legal jurisdictions, that that would delay, if not even jeopardize, the whole adoption process. And so I confronted a, a tough dilemma, which is familiar to many professionals, parenthood or promotion. Mm. And often, we agonize about these big dilemmas. Mm -hmm. And if you are clear on what your priorities are, though, these big dilemmas are actually quite straightforward. And the choices are right obvious. I mean, to paraphrase Walt Disney, it's easy to make decisions when, when you know what your priorities are. And so because I prioritized, you know, significantly parenthood over the promotion, mm -hmm. I was willing to sacrifice that. And I was candid with my company at the time. And in the end, I got both the promotion and parenthood. 
Um, but it's, you know, what could have been a very agonizing decision was actually just quite a straightforward one because I was clear on my hierarchy of priorities. And so in the book, I talk about this hierarchy and I talk about segmenting true priorities mm -hmm. into four categories. The first are non-negotiable priorities, meaning priorities that stand the test of time. Priorities that are important now and that'll be important five years from now and that'll be important 10 years from now. Those are true, supreme, non-negotiable priorities. And then other priorities have a time element. Those important now versus those important later. And finally, at the bottom of that pyramid, if you can visualize this with me, mm. we have the nice to haves. You know, the things that we'd like to have, but if they don't materialize, we're not been out of shape. And when you segment, I guess, you know, all the demands on your time and all the different directions that you can go and all the things that you want to do in life, when you segment them using this simple filter of the hierarchy of priorities, it really helps to crystallize what's most important mm -hmm. and what's of lesser importance. And once you've filtered that, then you can navigate all the myriad of decisions that we always have to navigate every day. And that's why being clear on priorities is so important to this whole process of living intentionally and getting to where you want to go because you need to be able to make decisions that are consistent with your highest priorities. You've, you've used a word twice or maybe three times already. You said straightforward. It becomes straightforward, meaning you, clear, you clearly see, okay, this is the choice I'm going to make based on my priorities. You didn't use the word easy. And I, I think sometimes it can be very simple, straightforward, what we need to do in alignment with our priorities. That doesn't necessarily make it easy. And this Correct. is- this is where we get tripped up sometimes. Oh, but I really want the promotion. Well, yeah, but maybe that's in your nice to have category as opposed to your family, which is one of those non-negotiable priorities. Exactly. And oftentimes it's important to zoom out mm -hmm. and to take a longer perspective to, to highlight what really is most important. And so the way to zoom out is to change the vantage point and ask yourself, what's going to be important in 10 years? Mm -hmm. And the test of time has a way of really cleaning up a lot of distractions. And often what we see as, as 
priority or even urgent priority right now will probably be forgotten a year from now. <laughs> and that's why it's so important if we want to stay grounded and if we just want to keep our sanity, it's just so important to be clear about what matters most. Yes. And to be making decisions with our time that I guess are closest to what matters most, which means trying to filter out all that noise, which is really the default setting that just is so distracting. As I think about the mental health implications of what you're talking about here, what you're sharing with us, I'm reminded of something that I heard Hiram Smith say in a keynote he was giving in Salt Lake City, and I was in attendance. Hiram's one of the founders of the Franklin Covey uh, companies. And yes. uh, he, he was talking about our priorities and our core values. And he said, when the way we spend our time is in alignment with those priorities and core values, we have a right to inner peace. And, and that's the profound impact of what it is that you're sharing with us here today. If you sacrifice things of greater value, you will be in turmoil. You'll be torn apart inside. You, your relationships start to fall apart. I've seen it so many times with so many people who are on the surface successful, but they're not in alignment with what it is that you're sharing with us here today, Todd. I think that that's profound. Yes, it is. I, I mean, what I'm saying is actually, it is simplistic mm. on the surface, but the implications are profound. Simple and easy aren't the same thing. <laughs> That's right. Todd, your book, Enrich, tell us a little bit about that as we wrap things up on our conversation today so that people know wh what they get there. Sure. It's, it's about how to make life delicious, to create the life you want and live it on your terms. And so it's about creating time wealth, financial wealth and financial security uh, and meaning in life. And so the book is available in all formats, print, audio, ebook, uh, and it's, it's on all major retailers in the United States. And if you want more information about me or the book, your audience can go to enrich101.com. Wonderful. The, all the traditional platforms, folks. The book is called Enrich by Todd Miller, exactly the way you would guess that it's spelled. And uh, Todd, you've, you've shared some great ideas with us here today. Thank you so much for joining us at Live On Purpose Radio. Thank you. It's really great to speak with you. Folks, you've heard it. It's time to apply it. Let's all go live on purpose. Mm -hmm.